Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, welcome to an instant reaction podcast here. Patriots game has been postponed, uh, postponed against the Broncos. They are not playing Monday night. Instead, we're playing next Sunday. Um, and again, that was supposed to be the Patriots' buy. Now, here's the problem, okay? And, and listen, there's a, there's a whole slew of issues that go along with this. Um, but the Broncos are pissed. And Melvin Gordon was tweeting this out this morning that he was pissed, and, and, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. They practiced all week. The Broncos practiced all week. So they didn't have a bye week this week. They practiced all week, including yesterday. And now today they're told, hey, by the way, you have a bye week. And so the bye isn't just about having Sunday off. It's about having, you know, not necessarily the whole week off, but certainly a few days leading up to the, leading up to the weekend off. Um, and to not have that, you know, really kind of put the damper on the Broncos. And, and listen. Of course, the Patriots are in a similar situation, right? They didn't practice a lot because of the whole COVID thing and they shut things down. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. And that's the way it goes. But it is, Spags, yes. that's the way it goes. Spags, what's up, buddy? How we doing? Good, man. We just, I was just starting to talk about this, bro. And, uh, you know, I think, I think and, and you tweeted this out, and I tweeted it out as well, I think the report from Tommy Kahn, because if you go through the timeline, right, we go through the timeline, it comes out that that they're you know that someone's test positive with the Patriots. Turns out that it's Byron Byron Cowart um, test positive. Schefter tweets out as soon as he tweets that out, he tweets out almost immediately after the NFL plans on playing anyways, right? And then what? Ten minutes later, Tommy Curran tweets out, you know, Patriots. The feeling that I got now, no sources, no no statement. The feeling that I got this week is that the the Patriots were not going to let the NFL. I think I think his 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 exact words were unilaterally decide when this game was going to be played. That they were going to if now what I took that to mean was they were going to if they had to forfeit this game if they didn't feel like you know if they didn't feel like they they were safe and I think that checks out because. Have we heard anything about the Titans Bills game yet? The Titans had a had a coach test positive. We haven't heard anything. It's Sunday morning, right? You gotta you gotta appease all those fantasy football people. You gotta make a decision, and they haven't made a decision on the Titans yet. And so yeah. you, you know, like I wonder, is the Patriots kind of saying, "Hey, look, you know, forcing the NFL's hand here and saying we're gonna we're not gonna play," and I and I wonder if that's what happened, and that's why they pushed the game back. Yeah, I mean, they evidently. You know, they voiced their opinions all week long. Jason McCourty had a pretty powerful message yesterday. And Bill Belichick, you know, numerous amounts of times over the week had, had you know, you know, overemphasized the fact that they need a healthy football team. If you don't have a healthy football team, you don't have a football team. And, you know, the, the safety was their number one, you know, um, concern and, and priority going forward. Obviously, it was his decision and the team's decision to shut everything down this week. Um, 
and then, yeah, I, obviously the comments yesterday were pretty powerful, like I said, and I think they probably came together, the veterans in that room, and you know how intelligent and smart those guys are, the McCordys, White, um, you know, I'm just naming a bunch of them, but they they probably said this this can't go on anymore. They weren't happy that they played Monday. I mean, it's pretty evident right there that the amount of risk that was in that game right. was, uh, was a lot. Um, and they probably said, listen, we, if there's another positive test before this game, we're not playing. I don't care. We'll take the loss. Uh, so they were willing to, it seems like willing to, you know, suffer the loss, suffer the consequences to, for the betterment of the rest of the league. Correct. Well, and that's, and that's one of the things, you know, that, that I think that that's really important to, to, to clarify and build up a lot of of people they have, you know, like not to cut you off, but. Uh, no, we've seen absolutely. them multiple times, like with these guys that they have. Yes. It's just the character in that room. Uh, they're, they're not afraid to take a stand in something that they believe in, and, and it, they don't care about the consequences if they feel it betters them and the rest of the league. 100%. And you know what I, what I thought about, and I was thinking about today when I was, uh, I was driving, picking up breakfast with the kids, driving home, and I thought about, you know, when all this stuff, all this protest stuff was happening and everything else was going on, you know, Jalen Brown was such a such a vocal voice of that and just standing up for what he believed in and what he thought was right. And then so you have Jalen Brown and the Celtics. You have the McCourty brothers who, as you said, are not afraid to speak up against the league and against what's going on, what they feel is the right thing to do. And I just feel like right now you're looking at, you know, a group of Boston athletes and and it's been this way, Patriots wise, for a while. You've had you've had a lot of strong leaders in there, but I just feel like you're looking at a group of Boston athletes that aren't afraid to speak their mind and speak up against what they feel is wrong, regardless of of consequences and stuff. And I think that that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be living, you know, in a spot. And and, and not just that, but Belichick gets a lot of criticism from a lot of different places. But like that listens to his team, right? That doesn't happen if Bill isn't isn't willing to say, listen, this is what you want. It's your team. Like I run the team, but it's your team. And if you guys aren't comfortable, then that's, then this is what we're going to do. And that I think is a huge part of it. And so, you know, so we'll see. So as you guys know, uh, as yeah, you guys know with just, this, go ahead, uh, sorry. I'm sorry, Spags. As you guys know, the, we're on the locker room app. So we have a, a, a person kind of requesting to talk. So I'm going to pull Andrew up. Spags, go ahead. And then I'm, I'm going to pull Andrew up. No, I'm happy to have anyone on. Thanks for thanks for jumping on. But no, real quick, I just think it's just so aggravating, right? I mean, I've said today, I said in our little Pat's Pulpit group, like, I miss normalcy. I miss, you know, um, real football in a sense. I know there's some fans around and college is certainly taking a different approach in some, some stadiums. But just this, you know, this unknown each week and, you know, you don't know who your quarterback is. You don't know if you're going to play, like. Oh, I will never take the NFL and football in general and sports in general for granted ever again. I'll never. I, I said this to you when quarantine re- first happened. I would. I would kill back then, and I'd kill for now to watch like North Texas versus UC Washington. <laughs> that's even a school play at twelve o'clock at night. D one double A football. Like I. I will take anything right now. It's like I'm so sick of this, and oh, it's just I want to get back to normal. So and, true. My fantasy team, I'm starting a JV team this week. I, I have so many games right. I had Jerry Judy. I have Kevin Singletary. And I'm one and three. Yep. Uh, my, my frustration's through the roof right now. But uh, grab Andrew. Let's, let's hear what he has to say. Andrew, what's up, man? 
What's up, Pat? Ryan, you sound like you definitely would love NFL Europe and the XFL, even the first version of the XFL. <laughs> Bring back the alliance for you. You definitely... Hey, actually, I watched the 30 for 30 last night. At this point, I'll take anything. I'll take anything, man. Well, that's a real that's a real football um, loyalist you are, good sir. And, um, you know, it's something that I got to say that um, Dante Hightower, excuse me, uh, yeah, Dante Hightower and Brandon Bolden, I know that they're at home saying that, see... This is why we opt out because, yep. um, like, this nonsense was going to really, you know, kick in, particularly when it gets cold. And it, it hasn't even gotten severely cold yet. Um, I mean, especially in the Northeast here this week, this weekend, yesterday, it was 70 degrees or at least 69 maybe up there for you guys up in, yeah. in, in, in the Boston area, Foxborough. Like, here it was 70 in New York. So, I mean, next, next to 80. So, this is still decent weather that we're still kicking this um, damn disease around. And um, it's just going to be a case where I just said back in August that no matter how much the NFL pushed through, and honestly, it shocked me how much, um, as I call, um, unpaid football, that's what I call NCAA. But uh, it it shocked what, you know, that how they're pushing through despite, you know, the different challenges and Notre Dame having their outbreak of like 20 players and it didn't mean that much against Florida State, but it's it's just something that I just don't see this season um, completing, honestly. Well, I, you yeah, know, unless and, yeah. yeah, and they they we always knew. I always thought like the the NBA and NHL they did a fantastic job, and even the MLB. Uh, obviously, they had some outbreaks in the beginning, but I think they did a pretty good job managing it and, and the, their player safety. But in terms of a bubble, it just it wasn't possible, right? I mean, you got fifty three man. They extended the practice squad to sixteen. And then you talk about the personnel and staff. You're looking at 100-plus people. I mean, I guess you could have done a region, but it, it screws up the scheduling. So, I mean, that was just never out of the question. We knew this was going to happen. It was just kind of a matter of when and how they'd handle it. And they obviously, they haven't handled it well. Right. Um, it, it, that, that's just – it's it's so frustrating. I mean, they had so much time. They had more time than any league because this obviously happened in March, right, right? right after the Super Bowl, really, a few weeks after this stuff started to kick in, they had so much time to kind of get right and, and get some sort of plan in. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is you knew these guys were going to get it, right? I mean, obviously, they're being super cautious of what they're doing off the field, but we talked about it on our show Friday. They, they're normal people, too. They have families. They want to do stuff. They want to get out a little bit. Like, you knew this was going to happen. Obviously, the Patriots suffered the most by having their, you know, their best offensive player and their best defensive player get the, get the virus in a week's span. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, they, like all these other teams seem to have, you know, a backup D lineman or some practice squad guys, but I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter who gets it. The Patriots just got it. I mean, obviously other than Tennessee, they got it the worst in terms of, you know, their <laughs> production. <laughs> well, what's, what's fascinating to me. And I think, you know, it's, it's a numbers game, right? I mean, you talk about how many people are, are in an organization. I mean, you're looking at, you know, 100 to, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, 200 guys. I mean, you're talking about scouts and, you know, coaching staff and, and, and you know, footage guys. And it's just it's so many guys that are in a building at once where, you know, there's so much that can get transmitted to, to different players. And I think that that's, that's an issue that we haven't really thought about. You know, um, there's just so many guys there. And I think that, with the with the large number of people, and they say, well, you can't bubble them because it's too large of a number, which I agree with. 
But then it's also like the more people that are in there on a daily basis, the more chance you have of someone getting of someone getting sick, you know, and then one person gets sick and then all of a sudden three people are sick and then five people are sick. And then and then if you're not listening to things, you're doing stuff like Tennessee was where you're meeting up anyways and doing things anyways. Now you got all these guys testing positive. And so it's just, you know, look, the Patriots, the Patriots practice yesterday wearing like face shields and masks and they, and someone still tested positive today. So it's just like, you just can't, you know, and, and three straight days of negative tests for the Patriots, right? You had Gilmore test positive and you get three straight days of negative tests and then someone tests positive today. So now you push the week, the game back a week and it's just a mess. And listen, as far as, as far as the game is concerned, as far as the game is concerned, what's interesting about it for me is that, um, you know, you have, you have a situation where um, they, their Patriots will, Patriots will have Cam back. You assume D- uh, Denver will also have Drew Lock back, so that's going to be a different matchup than it was this weekend, which could have been you know Stidham versus Brett Rippins, of course. You know Spags. Uh, listen, anyone that listens to us knows that we wanted Spag- that we wanted uh, Stidham to start. You know, I'm, I mean, we, I'm gonna, which I Stidham does. Coronavirus has ruined Jared Stidham's career so far. It has ruined his career. Well, so let's go, and, and it's true. Let's go back. Let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back to to, uh, and Andy, to the I off season on this too, because this is an interesting piece, right? So let's go all the way back to the off season. If COVID isn't happening, there's no way Cam doesn't get a job from someone. Somebody pays him because they were able to bring him mm. in, work him out, but nobody did. So he comes to New England for nothing, and instead of Stidham starting, Cam starts. And hey, good for the Patriots because Cam's a beast. And it works out, but he would be somewhere else making maybe and, not Teddy Bridgewater money, but but somewhere close to that. And and too, like they obviously, it's it's a tough task for a second year quarterback with very limited NFL action to step in and play this year right away. I mean, we saw the Correct. other night some of the struggles he had. Obviously, he he had some nice throws, some bad throws, some some good moments, some bad. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, like it's hard for him to step in right away with no mini camp, no training camp, well training camp, but to an extent, no preseason. That's so hard for a kid to throw him into the fire. So they probably looked at it, right, and said, we need to get a guy in here for at least a year. He's cheap. We'll see what happens in the future. If Obviously, all signs point towards an extension for him. He certainly has deserved it through his th- first three games here. Um, it, it's, it's, it's affecting not only, you know, the people getting the virus, but also players in general. They're not getting the chances that they would have. Obviously, Cam, too, to an extent, right? Like, I, I think – if you get him in for a physical and you get him in to work out, I'm sure a lot of teams are, are kicking themselves. The Bears, you know, some of these teams that, that are struggling with quarterback play that didn't get a chance to work him out, work any players out that were kind of borderline with, with so-so physicals in the past. Well, you know, they, these teams, they could have had a private person go around and just visit Cam Newton and see that once he got healthy, I mean, he's posting videos, throwing passes to Odell Beckham. I mean, I'm sure these teams have enough money to send one person around and see Cam Newton uh, work out because the minute that he got healthy, you know, remember the two years removed from was completing same percentage passes, beating the Patriots the second time with Belichick watching um, against Tom Brady in Foxborough. So um, obviously, you know, when he's healthy still, he's still very much elite top tier quarterback who was a former MVP and still in his young 30s. So there was a lot of teams that clearly 
you know, dropped the ball on that one. And um, it's just frankly, it was something where I felt that Belichick from March, he realized that a lot of the league, once Tepper released Cam and settled on um, Teddy Bridgewater, him and Matt Rule for um, the Panthers, that there was a chance if he couldn't get Bill O'Brien to trade him to Sean Watson, that he's like, hey, we'll see how Cinnamon Hoyer goes. Obviously, this COVID situation is weird, but at least Stenham has a year under him. You know, he's in our system. We'll sign Hoyer just as precaution because we've had him here before. He knows what to do with. And we'll see how it flies. And if Cam is available, then, hey, we'll get him on the cheat. And it's if at least this season. And it's all win-win. Either he's healthy enough and plays for us and gives us a few games and does decently and then you don't know what happens. Or it you find your next guy for the next five, ten years. So, And it has led to that trending more in the direction, albeit it's only been three weeks, but it's just something where he's already been made a team captain. He's already, you know, done what he did the first three weeks. Well, honestly, I feel Josh McDaniels let him down on the final play of the game against Seattle where they should have just called a jump pass and they would be likely 3-0 and after they throttled the Raiders. And then obviously getting COVID, um, unfortunately, derailed the plans to beat the Chiefs when they were making the Chiefs nervous in that game despite – having um, Hoyer sit him at the very least make the crucial turnovers and then Edelman with the drops in that game. But, um, yeah, it's just something where you have, at least for them, this situation where they have that settled. But now with all this has thrown everything in full flux, not only for the Patriots, but Tennessee and um, the Jets having a few cases this week of COVID. Um, I think the Raiders, the Chiefs having a few cases still. So, it's some wild stuff going on. Yeah, it's you know, and 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 as you said earlier, Andrew, like to me, the whole the whole season, I think you it, it you you're not wrong to question the whole season. I just feel like again, you know, I just go back to Schefter last weekend. Schefter last weekend gets on you know NFL countdown or whatever, and it's like you know the league is not going to let a few positive tests derail the season. Like that's their attitude the whole way through. And Spags, as you pointed out, Jason McCourty said it this week. You know, the league does not have our – and, again, I'm paraphrasing what he said because he didn't go that strong, but the league does not have their best interest in mind. They don't. They don't care about the players. They don't. They really don't. And anyone that thinks so is an idiot, frankly. I mean, really. I mean, you know at this point, by this point, you should know that the league doesn't care about the players. The league cares about the league and selling and making money and having their TV deal and everything else. They're going to push this season through – Basically, no matter what, until you see a Tennessee-like situation happen with almost every team, I can almost guarantee that that you know that they're going to push this thing through, and you know, and that's obviously unfortunate for everybody involved, you know. Um, but it is what it is, and, and that's and that's kind of the way they're looking at it. Is like, hey, whatever, we don't care, you know. We're we're pushing it through, and and that's and that's the way it is. And so, of course, like. It, it's not ideal. It's not what we're doing. It's not what we wanted to do at the beginning of the season, but, but this is what we're going to be stuck with. And, you know, uh, and it's, it's, it really does kind of stink, but at the same time, it's like, what do you want them to do? Like they agreed to it. And that's the other part of it is the NFLPA, the, you know, they're on the hook for this too. It's not just like the NFL is doing the NFLPA agreed to all this stuff as well. You know, and, and remember now, Remember now, and this is what we talked about. And I had an article that I wrote that didn't get posted because obviously the game now is postponed. But the article that I wrote about about Cam and Cam 
could have played on Monday without ever testing negative. And so, and that was agreed to by the NFLPA. So that's not just the NFL. We can't let the NFLPA off, you know, that easy either. But, you know, it kind of, it is what it is. So, Spags, we're we're going to wrap up. Go ahead. They should have posted your article, man. They should have posted your article. Well, they found it there. (laughs) You know what? We were going to, but then it was supposed to come out this morning. But then it was like, well, obviously he's not going to play today if if there's no no game. So that's why, that's Mm -hmm. why it ended up not going out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But any, yeah, any I mean, final yeah. thoughts before we're out? Yeah. I mean, real quick, I, you know, you know, first with the PA, I think it's still, you know, they agreed on certain things, but it's still on these owners that are obsessed with this money and this league in terms of Roger Goodell, who, by the way, finding all these coaches and having these strict rules for these coaches and getting upset that these coaches are just having the, just the common sense of when to take off their mask when they're yelling at an official. I mean, if they yell, it's hard to sometimes breathe to the damn thing when you yell. And yet this guy, I have not seen Roger Goodell in any interview he's done since COVID-19 has hit, including NFL draft, wear a mask. I haven't seen him wear a mask. So if right. I'm none of these coaches, and I'm probably going to ask that to Judge Johnson in a bit, I'm going to say, like, why isn't anyone asking Roger Goodell to wear a mask considering he's making all this money and he's finding these coaches for not wearing a mask when they're just simply saying themselves, well, we're positive. So we're positive. Then why are you concerned about us yelling at officials? Like, I mean, like that doesn't make any sense. So um, that's one thing with that. And something where, you know, with the NBA, NHL being successful, you know, they were fortunate their players agreed to being in the bubbles because they would have had the same issues that the NFL and MLB had, and MLB is fortunate because uh, first having the minor leagues to rely on, like the Marlins did, and the fact that, no no offense to baseball, even though I love it, but it's not under the microscope like football nope. and basketball are. 100%. So so I think that was key that they got away with just doing, you know, those things. Agreed. Spags, you want to add anything before we're out of here? No, that's really it, man. That is really right. it. Yeah, hey, you know, it's listen, not ideal. Obviously, we're looking forward to Monday night football, but or Monday after Monday late afternoon football, but uh but listen, I think it's the right thing to do for the for the players. I think it's the right thing to do for the coaches. And although everyone's, you know, maybe everyone's unhappy about it, Spags' fantasy teams probably not very happy about it, but Jared said fans. It is with Jared Sidham fans, right? We're not happy about it, but it is what it is, you know? And, and again, let's try to do the right thing for everyone, and I'm no, going to kind of go from there, you know? Obviously, uh, no, one more note, too. And, like, obviously, I understand and we know the best interest for the Patriots are to win football games and to have a chance at anything this year is to start Cam Newton, right? right. But, like, we talked about this week, um, obviously, given the circumstances, obviously now it seems to be spreading a little bit more than we maybe expected. It would have been a good chance for him and, and everybody else to kind of see what he's got in a meaningful game and get some meaningful snaps on him. Um, obviously, having a second-year quarterback who just turned 24, you know, regardless of what the futures of Cam Newton, you, some people may feel differently, but some people feel that he is could be a, a successor or a, or a future of this team. It would have been really cool to see what he's got in a meaningful game and just to see, you know, um, what he can bring to the table, how much he's grown in a year. Um, so if there was any positives or, or I guess 
something to look forward to if they were to play last night. That was certainly one thing I was I was excited for for sure. Yeah, agreed, agreed. So, but anyways, but that's you know we'll see what happens. And again, it's uh, maybe Stadium will get another chance. Hopefully not, but maybe he'll get another chance later on in the year if Cam gets hurt for for a game or whatever. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but it's possible. But we'll see. But anyways. Thank you for listening, and uh, as always, so anytime we're doing a, a post-game show or even sometimes an instant reaction pod like this, we are on the Locker Room app. Um, brand new app is going to be in the, uh, in, the I, um, in the iTunes store pretty soon, so definitely download that, and you can come and uh, interact with us on it as well, just like Andrew did today. So thanks for your input, Andrew, and thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Talk to you.